0: And gentlemen. Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when. Oh, and while some shows come and go, one show remains. Absolutely brilliant. The Triple M Dead Set Legends.
1: Yeah, Ready now. Listen
0: to the crowd roar. The greatest sports legends. Would you put your hands together? The soundtracks to your Saturday mornings. And in 2022, a couple of the stars returned to the starting lineup. And here we go. The best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candace Warner. The move. Oh. Saturday, Seatbelts on, welcome. Well, welcome back. The Triple
1: M Dead Set Legends. Triple M, good morning. And welcome to. Now, this was the studio that was featured last night. On the Rab special, which was great. Well done to everyone at 9 who put that together. It was actually
2: very, very good.
1: Uh, but there was a shot. Uh, hello to you, Candice. Good morning. There, I'll bring this up for one reason. A, to recognise Rabs, because you know, this is a show. love Rabs. But also, it was Billy Birmingham doing his Rabs, and, and Richard was in the middle. I said, oh, Richard, you featured on the Rabs doco last night for about five seconds. And Richard's response was, like, oh. So I mean, sorry. sorry. Thank,
3: you, thank you, Dan. Thank you for, for recognising me. You're probably the only person who did. But um, oh, big day today. I'm not, not just because it's Grand Final day, but it's also Epsom Metropolitan day. That's yes. a big day out at Randwick. Very big.
1: It is Grand a
3: bit of a second to the Grand Final. Yes,
1: a Grand Final's tomorrow, by the way, Rich. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, Graham, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I know you've going to touch off the pace with the training <laughs> Garibas. tomorrow. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Graham Arnold is going to join us after 11. He's got the World Cup ahead of, of him. Um, big show, actually. Uh, uh, Candice's quiz in this hour. Rusty is back talking motorsport. We're going to talk the Swans. Let's have an honest conversation about the Swans. Why did they suck last week? Let, let's actually have that chat.
3: Well, I don't know how you can have that chat. I mean, there, might, there must have been 40 different things going wrong. You can't identify them all.
1: Well, let's identify as many as we can. Uh, Candice, you look very nice. Are you planning? Thank you. Are you, is this a? Like, are you planning? Seems surprised?
4: No, yeah. I mean,
1: I mean, we dress like grubs here, but you're all, you know. No, I've just got a, my
4: my. You had, s- no, but you had a
1: jacket on when you came in, like a professional, a like a
4: professional. Yeah, I'm a bit yeah, suspicious well, of that fan. It's grand final week, you know. I just thought it's tomorrow, just why it's not? It's tomorrow, why tomorrow why not Candace, bring, By the way. But why not bring a bit of professionalism to our show?
3: We
1: haven't had it in 20 years. Why start now? <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about the NRL and the grand final. Look, there's calls for it to go to daytime.
4: It's got to be day.
1: Okay, one triple three five three. Never going to happen. But let's actually talk about it. One triple three five three. I think they they weren't overly happy with the time slot of the AFL. Now, we'll talk about that. Triple M Dead Set Legends uh, here on a Saturday morning. Call us anytime. 13353.
0: If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead, 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 Dead Set Legends, Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner.
1: Triple M, Dead Set Legends on a Saturday morning. Uh, the quiz coming up in this hour with Candace and the show uh, here. Um, we're giving away at some point a oh a Jimmy Brings voucher. We're giving away grog. How good's that? Jimmy Brings delivers drinks in 30 minutes. Get Jimmy. So we'll do that to the best of the day. Can I also just mention
4: that the quiz is a NRL a grand final edition oh. today, so it makes it extra special. Are you
1: giving special. away NRL grand final tickets? No, I'm not. Right. right.
4: Because the station <laughs> didn't give us any. Otherwise, I would.
1: Oh, don't. No, <laughs> so, now you're a bit cranky at the, at the station. I am cranky
4: today. No, not at the station. I'm cranky.
1: Why? Because Why? this
4: week I've decided to go off sugar oh. and go off carbs for Why? a week. Well, because I do these silly things to challenge myself and- Okay, what event have
1: you got? Because you've- you've, No, nothing. You've got some horrific fake tan happening. No, that's
4: from my holiday in Queensland. Thank you very much. That's, come on, that is- And I'm Maltese, so I tan easy. You are more
1: orange than Cheetos.
4: (laughs) Get lost. No, I'm not. Yeah, you're in- Listen. What are, you, what are you trying to lose weight or something? You don't no, need to lose I'd weight. No, I'd like to challenge. Anyway, enough about me. I was just saying, you I'm a little bit. Up. I was just saying I'm a little bit, a little bit because all I right. haven't had sugar.
1: All right. I thought. A, I mean, you're a bigger star than either of us at this station. You could have wrangled two tickets to the NRL yeah. Grand Final. Yeah. I know. Listen, I know the Saturday Morning Show is the little engine that could here at Triple M. Yeah, but I thought you could no, have wrangled. If tickets. If
4: anyone it. could, it'd be you, Dan, because yeah. you do all the calls for Fox Sports. I could ring Peter Valandis. Oh God. <laughs> And get his answering machine.
3: Hey, hey, Owen.
4: We're still waiting. You for, weren't required there. We're still waiting, about, we're so, still waiting so, for It's, it's for about BBL. six weeks
1: and counting, is it? <laughs> hey, okay.
4: So our, our old
1: friend Matty John stirred a hornet's nest. He went on Melbourne Radio and said, oh, the NRL has to go back to a daytime grand final. I think Matt would know. He's right, by the way. I don't think anyone disagrees with that sentiment. But he knows know. it's not going to happen.
3: I, I'm, I'm ambivalent about it. You know, I can do things during the day then and then watch a good match at night. I kind of like that.
4: I personally think it's on too late, especially when I've got young kids who want to stay up and watch the grand final. It, it is too late for them. So yeah. they're mm. missing the boat on, I think, the NRL with trying to inspire that next generation because it, I know there's a public holiday the next day, but it's it's too late.
1: problem is, though, it's, it's all about the casual fan. This is why the NRL does this. Prime time, you're going to get the casual fan who doesn't really care about league drop in and watch the game. Melbourne people, Adelaide people, Perth people and it all adds to the big Now It's all about the final. Yeah, that's like because it it's that, on.
4: But do you think that I remember growing up that was the the daytime grand final, everyone would have a barbecue, everyone would sort of go around to a, a friend's house and and you'd watch it. It was a big event. I I
1: <sighs> Look Nine signed a deal that gets them prime time. They're not giving that up, so that's why it's unfortunately a moot conversation. But the football is better, Richard, in in daytime, it's a, especially at that joint, especially at that joint, you it's going to yeah. be it's going to be it's probably going to rain anyway. It's either going to be rainy yeah. or dewy, yeah, um, because that is going to be point. hot. That yeah.
3: is a good point uh, that I had not considered. But I'll, I'll pay you that one. Do you think they'll ever run a Melbourne Cup at night? Or three o'clock in the afternoon, locked in for the now, rest of tournament. Remember
1: they were starting to eat it closer to the six o'clock news? Well, they were starting to get they out moved it.
3: They were moving it around at one stage to sort of hook in with uh, Hong Kong to try and get Hong Kong punters to punt on the race. You know?
2: but <laughs>
4: what about was Friday nights under lights at Ramwick? How good would that be?
3: You can't run a Melbourne Cup at <laughs> Ramwick. Oh,
4: no, I'm not talking about <laughs> Melbourne Cup now. We're talking about just the oh, races at Ramwick. At Everest Ram- you could run That would be good
1: you could but they I don't oh. think they'll ever get lights well, at hang Randwick. on hang on rich so when's the everest october 22 15
4: a bit before no, maybe okay.
1: daylight saving is in yeah i've always thought rich i've always said i think we said this on the old 6 o'clock show you could run the everest as a prime time show you're on air at 6:30 well you channel 7's on all day with the yeah. races but then the main event 6:30 we start with all the intros you, of the got, jockeys you, you, and you run the race at seven and you give the prize and you're out at seven. Just
3: got to be a little careful. Cause I got caught doing that once when I worked there, I put a, a twilight meeting on as late as possible. And lo and behold, we had some delay. The ambulance left the course or something. It's an hour's delay oh. or something. And it couldn't run the last race because well, it was dark.
4: In the lead up to Christmas, they do the twilight racing at Ramwick and they make a real spectacle and a family event and Santa Claus. And it's unreal. Yeah,
3: it's good. And yeah. Friday nights at, at uh, Canterbury work too. Anyway, well,
4: up? when we get PVL on, why don't we just have a tattoo about on.
3: that? I texted him again this week, by the way. Nothing. No response? Nothing.
1: No response? I don't know oh, like I've the done. Dally M's at Ramwick Racecourse this week. Yeah, very well played.
3: Was it? What was the venue like? Fantastic.
1: I've got to be honest.
3: Fantastic. I think it was That's in the newsstand. The stand. It
1: you was looked, very good, Dan. I
4: must say, you looked great on that red carpet.
1: You didn't see yes, me on I that did. red carpet. When watched, did you see oh, me on the red uh, carpet? Uh, uh you did. Yes, red carpet, did. you? Okay, let's take some calls here. Jason, Danny Boy, hey. Makeups are wonderful. Th- makeup and fake tan. You put Not
3: fake TV. tan.
1: That's no, TV. You got to put makeup. You
3: wore on. makeup to the Dally M's.
1: Well, I took it off when the when I did my TV thing. Okay. All right, Jason, one triple three
5: five three. good morning. Good morning. Look, I, I reckon we should have the grand final during the day on a Saturday. I mean, I work public holidays because I'm not in a salary, so I've got to work Monday anyhow, but I'd love it like the AFL. Have it on a Saturday, have it during the day like like we used to, and people get ready and then have it during the day, have a lot of you know people over and just enjoy the day and it's over and you can sleep at night.
4: What about the people who work on a Saturday, though? Like tradies, real estate agents. Race horse trainers.
1: It would never happen on a Saturday. (laughs) Jeez. What? (laughs) It would never just think of yourself. (laughs) It would never happen on a Saturday. But he's right. The barbecue has disappeared. from. I mean, yes, some people have it, but it's not quite the same.
4: It used to be the best. Growing up, you'd have a barbecue, you'd have your friends over,
3: Like backyard
1: cricket, you'd,
4: and you'd all watch it together. Um, <laughs> now it's it's too late. It's all, right. Lost its sting. all
1: right, all right. Triple M one triple three five three. Uh, you want? We can keep talking about that if you want. I, I just think we're talking about a subject that's unfortunately never going to change. God, I'd love to call it. You wouldn't be. I mean, I don't think I've ever been Richard to a daytime grand final because I can never get tickets to the old footy stadium.
4: If you could call a grand final, um, what would be your ultimate two teams?
1: No, you can't ask a commentator that. Why? You can't ask a commentator that because I sound biased. Penrith people already think I hate them. I love the Panthers. Now you're going to make, I don't know, two
3: big Sydney clubs. Doesn't matter who. So you're against the interstate clubs. You said who, oh, the yeah, ultimate well, grand yeah. final. Well, you
1: want Sydney and you want it bubbling and we're taking It's We're not making this about me. God's sake, one triple three, five, three. You can front up the next segment. Why did the Swans suck? Triple M.
0: Game, set and match. And other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice
1: Warner. Triple M, Dead Set Legends, Candis, Rich, Dan. We all like the Swans. You two, I think, love the Swans. Love them. What happened on Saturday know. at the MCG? We were so. Um, uh, it was so. I remember in the betting, Geelong was slight favourite. Not yeah. that that's the bill on indoor, yeah. but no one was this ever expected by anyone. What happened?
3: Well, I can only sum it up in racing parlance: had a very bad day. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that just had a very bad day. I don't know. They were out of it from the jump. They, they missed the start by a length and never got in the race. Did Geelong want it more? I don't know if they wanted it more. I think everyone wants it as much as anybody else, but they just executed better, clearly.
4: Yeah, but from the get-go, like it, no, there was no. no...
3: They knew They knew the Swans had to bring this big pressure game. Everybody knew that, and they were ready for it. And they had strategies to defeat it, and boy, did they defeat it!
4: And what about Buddy's performance? I mean, that was a bit questionable. Yeah, he got
3: blanked out a bit, didn't he? But then the whole team—he wasn't the only one. Yeah, was he? no, well just, that's right. No, he's only part of a team, and they all got clobbered.
4: Do you think, as, as a Swan supporter, we expect too much from Buddy? Like, we just think that he's going to every single game be a match winner for us?
3: I think that was built up by others at the club. Oh, look out for Buddy. This, You know, Buddy's year, all that sort of stuff. And, I don't know, they, they were ready for him too. It's not the first one they've copped um... – no, they did. Didn't, cop Haul, another. didn't Hawthorne yeah, they, absolutely obliterate yeah, them? They got, got a hiding there too.
1: Now but. he's won one. John Longway hasn't he? Yes. Twenty twelve was his. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Western Bulldogs. That was a great game actually, and I think they thought they were dudded the Swans. But geez, that's what three in a row that the uh, three three their last three grand finals they've lost. That's bloody hard to get
6: to. A I grand understand
1: final. that. I understand.
3: And that. they they have got there, and that's a feather in their cap. But you know, they yeah okay, they've they've struck a better team. Geelong, arguably the best team all year. Like
4: the well, best, the best horse they won, won the to race. win that grand final. That was their 16th, um, that's straight win. Like, that's yeah. huge. Yeah.
5: That's pretty
1: impressive. Yeah, Greg from Kellyville. I think one of us is about to cop it here. Greg, good morning. I hope it's you.
5: Uh, good morning, Dan. Good morning, guys. How are you? Hi. Good, thanks, Greg. Good, good. Yep, no, I'm from Kellyville. I was born and bred in Geelong and. I was just telling the, uh, the young lass on the uh, on the switch there that uh, I do the ground announcing for the Sydney Swans. I've been there for over twenty years, guys. Oh, and, uh
1: you're the green. Now, before you give one of us a whack, how good? And I'm I'm pumping your tyres here because I spent an hour at the SCG last week. That Collingwood game, that atmosphere is one of the best things I've ever been to ever. There was extra The Collingwood fans are feral, but they made it even better. The atmosphere. <laughs>
5: Well, I I agreed. I've seen a lot of games at the Sydney Swans, every home game for the last 22, 23 years. And I'm just saying to my mates and my family who went on on that uh, Friday, Saturday night, that the atmosphere that the Collingwood fans bring Mm. and that the Sydney Swans join in on, it was probably the best atmosphere I've seen at the ground ever.
1: That was pretty damn good. Now, you want to defend your Swannies.
5: Well, I've got I've got an each way bet on the Cats because I was born there and I went to the grand final, Dan. And I agree with the, the daytime grand final being the gig. But um, uh, I, I uh, look the Swans played their grand final against Collingwood. Yeah, I've seen nice. it time and time again in rugby league, AFL, uh, in a, di- a lot of different codes. When you when you mentally and physically and and emotionally are spent at the end of that game, it's very hard to get up against a, a really good side. And and Geelong. Have been at the pointy end of the of the um of the, of the comp for the last five six years. They got into the grand final against Richmond in 2020. Just got beaten by mm. Dustin Dustin Martin, and uh, that that game against the Swans. I, I just think Geelong were premiership ready, and the Sydney Swans have got some young boys in their team that'll be ready in two or three years.
1: All right, all right, right fair enough. Well, that's fair. You no, know no, what?
5: Fair comment. How Call many man.
1: times do we see in any sport? Now that's a very fair cop from Greg. That they 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 just. They play their grand final the week before.
3: Horses do the same thing. When you see a peak performance, you, you, you almost don't want to be on them the next time. It takes a champion to peak, 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 peak. They What did they win? How many in a row to get to the grand final? 13, was it? Or something? 20s. Yeah. Did they win that many? No,
1: think, it was it 9 10, or was 10. Was yeah. okay. 10 or 11 or anyway, something? Whatever yeah. it was. It, it was, was a, lot. a very impressive it was a lot. And that's why we're disappointed. That's why it caught a time we're going, What's going on? Can I be honest? I know very little about, well, a lot of things, but particularly AFL. But when I saw Joel Silwood come out with. Levi Ablett, I thought, oh, shit, we're in trouble.
3: Really? I honestly thought there's some... Do you think that makes any difference to the other team who didn't see it?
1: I thought Geelong would look very comfortable in that moment. Okay. By the way, can we just... Parramatta and Penrith people, when your players, if and when they win the comp tomorrow, just remind them in all the excitement, don't fresh air the kid that gives you the medal. (laughs) Don't fresh air couple of Geelong blokes did it last week. Yeah, they get carried away. It's, I know. They get their manners. I understand. Just don't fresh air the kid. That is the instruction for tomorrow. Yeah. Triple M, sports update coming up. Dead Set Legends.
0: Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman, and Candace
1: Warner. Triple M, Dead Set Legends. You're going to have to be on your best behavior, Candace, because we're already running out of time in this first hour, and you've got to get your quiz wrapped up. Nice and quick, please. Yep,
4: don't worry, it will.
1: One triple three five three. if you want to play the Candice Quiz. But while we do, while we uh, get a call out, let's do this.
0: You'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update.
1: Heartbreaker for the Opals uh, at the Women's Basketball World Cup. They lost to China in last night's semi by two points and will play for bronze, I think today, against Canada. Uh, 11,000 there last night. And what was interesting at the Superdome was half Chinese, half Australian, half Chinese. So anytime someone had a bucket, the cheers were as loud as what well, did didn't matter who who scored
3: yeah what, what did was was a did we lose the match because we didn't play well or did they just outplay us
1: um i watched this or so at least the second half now i'm no expert on women's basketball because i don't watch enough of it they didn't use lauren jackson i know she's 41 and it's, why you know.
4: the game before oh, they love did I'd to know why the right. game before they brought her on um a, the game against belgium um they brought her on at the end and she did her you know terrific yeah. three-pointer But, you know, she is getting older. Maybe she – Was she injured? These games are all back-to-back. Maybe she hasn't got the fitness like she used to.
3: But
1: it got to the last play, right, 59-all, and we'd sort of made a mess of it. But it was – oh, no, China, 61-59, but we had 3.4 seconds left. Wouldn't you think you'd put Lauren on and, at worst, make her a decoy? Because everyone in that stadium, everyone, every Chinese – a uh, coaching person and player is going to think that ball is going to Lauren Jackson. They're setting it up for the movie, the movie finish, the Hollywood yeah. finish. Anyway, there's our coaching expertise. We I'm still sure.
4: have a chance for a bronze medal though. <laughs> haven't really added much to that. The ever.
1: man cad is back. It happened in an India, England at women's one day. Deep De Sharma whipped the bales off before bowling. She ran out the English batter, Charlie Dean. Now the Indians say the batter was reportedly worn. The English are saying that's all a lie. Uh.
4: Look, I actually saw this and I thought that um, England were pretty hard done by. Um, the bowler was running in and she, she had already sort of, her action was already underway. She had the arm up in the air and England, I don't think this should have been out.
3: You know, just, they've put some rules, haven't they, or guidelines around the mancat? If mm. you warn, you, after you've worn no. that... It's not there? That's I thought that was no, just been
4: talking the man, about The man it. is now a run out. It's a run out. Yeah.
1: Like, like it's, but the, I don't think the warning was ever in the rule book. It was just understood that that was See, fair I, play.
3: I,
4: I kind of like
3: sport where they have traditions that are adhered to. Like in golf, you've got to call your own penalties and the golfers do. And it's a big disgrace if you don't do that. Even England's,
4: a, yeah, it's funny. England's T20 level. captain, Joss Butler, was asked about this during the week. And he said in a World Cup final, if it was against Australia or whoever it may be, if one of the bowlers uh, did a mancad to the non-striker, would you support your bowler? And he said, no, I'm calling the batsmen back. So... I like that. But what if things? the
1: bat- batter is repeatedly just... Two metres outside his or her crease.
4: Well, I think, I think they've got to
3: get some rules around this so but, the umpire can step I, in and say, you, yes. you, you, they... you should, he's now stepped outside,
4: you, you get warned a run. him, like now the, you the can run him out. The team gets a, out. Gets yeah, yeah, a run. That's awesome.
1: cloudy. Yeah. So they have a rule. If the bars are whipped off and you're out of your crease, you're out.
4: Yeah, but this but this instance in this that game between England and India... I mean, the poor girl from England, she was, she was watching the bowler. Hmm. But then the bowler just sort of, as she was, go, like, yeah, it was just wrong.
1: All right. Uh, the new coach of the Essendon Bombers is Brad Scott, the former North coach beat out James Hurd for the job. Are you surprised, given all the dramas they had Essendon with the SADA and Hurd in the middle of it, they would even entertain
3: bringing him back? I'm not surprised. I see that all the time. It happens in horse racing all the time. People get outed, next minute they're back. This is not, not, not just as horse racing in all sports. Mm. Anyway, I'm anyway. not surprised. Uh, we're running out
1: of time, Rich, so I can't go through the AFLW scores. Um, mm. Triple M, Dead <laughs> Set Legends. One triple three, five three. Rich has some very tasty things to say about no, AFLW. No, that's Steve Price, not and, me. And it's going to get us all set Call
4: sacked. up if you want to do my 1-3-3-5-3, quiz.
1: One triple three, five three, triple M, Dead Set Legends.
0: Making a racket. Little tennis joke there. The worst umpire that I've ever seen in my life! Triple M's Deadset Legends with Dan Canain, <laughs> Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. Ladies and gentlemen, they say knowledge is power. Well, plug me in and power me up. It's time on Triple M's Dead Set Legends Four. Candace's
3: yes, quiz. quiz! I'm sorry, I did that.
0: Great service, great brands, yes. great value. Now available in store and online at Bing Lee. Better living every day.
1: I have no problem interrupting the intro to Candace's Quiz, but I shouldn't have inter- interrupted Wonderwall. I'm sorry, that's a big Triple M no-no. I can't Wonderwall?
3: In- He's got to get to the end?
1: It's... A, Epic song, got to get to the end. It's an
4: epic song, but my quiz is even more epic. Right. Off okay, off you go. Off come on, you go. Come on. <laughs> All right, today. What are the
3: rules this week? It's th- the th- same th-
4: as they are every week, okay?
3: No, because they're not the same every week.
4: Okay. Oh, did someone win it last week? Who yes. knows? Uh, okay. Yes, we did have a winner uh, okay. last week. Okay, so, so it, this 200 week. 200 voucher gone. Yes, so this week it's for the $100 Bingley voucher, and we have Sal from Manly Vale. G'day, Candice. Hi, how are you going? Good, yeah, really excited to be here and can't believe I got through. Oh, gosh, I'm so happy to hear that. Well, today you're against... My wife's name's Sal, Yeah, you're not my wife. Today you're against Dan.
3: (laughs) Sal. Okay.
4: All right, so Dan, I'm going to ask you the first question. How many trialless NRL grand finals have there been?
1: This to me? Yes, your
4: name's Dan.
6: Yeah.
1: Sorry, I wasn't listening. Uh, (laughs) The last one was 86, and I reckon there was another one. I'm going to say two. You're wrong.
4: There was only one, and you were right. Nineteen eighty-six, Parramatta four to Canterbury and, banks you know,
1: down in two. Like Nineteen ten, there was a three
3: nil, but yeah. the three was a try. Okay, idiot. All right, let's 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 see what Sal's questions. Me is like. an idiot, by the way.
1: No
4: okay, Sal, how many years since Parramatta last won a premiership? Oh, here we go. We've gone back to what okay. So they won in eighty-six. So 96, 06, 16, 22,
1: 36 years.
4: Well done. Great maths, yeah?
1: Now, I'm warning you, Candice. Are we going back to the old quizzes? Right, <laughs> no, what colour is the sky? Yeah. Okay. How no. many legs
3: on a tripod? Yeah.
4: No. Okay, Dan, mm. what year had the highest-scoring NRL grand final?
3: Go back to
1: 1910. It was can. a 36-33. But I, uh, that might have been a mandatory grand final. No. No, that's uh,
4: wrong. So keep going. I'll give you a second um, chance. So he gets two chances now. No, he didn't submit the answer. How
3: do you know?
1: Thinking uh, that's not 1951. Owen, Owen, I'm already upset with you this week. Don't, don't, don't rub it Hang in. Hang on, give me a bit. No, I'll go West Tigers um, over North Queensland, 30 to 16. Oh, see, right. Was he right? Wasn't 1951?
4: It was 1951. Dan. Oh, well,
1: you're Sorry. forgiven,
4: Owen. Sorry. You're <laughs> for... South Sydney beat Manly 42 to 14. Okay. Okay, Sal. Which NRL team have won the most premierships?
2: Oh, that's got to be South Sydney.
4: Well done. And do you know how many? Just 21. Yes. Well done.
1: This is a disgrace. Yeah. This is did, a did disgrace. It's over. No, no, it's, it's not. Dan, the you have the answers to get off this air. question right.
4: Why? She won 2 0. It's 2 1. You got the first one right. No, I didn't. No, I no. didn't. It's oh, all yeah. over. He did. It's all done. Over. Well done. Well
1: done. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Good That's on you. Here you a $100 God. Bingley voucher. Well done, great service Wonderful. Great the friends. Thank, great great Thank God. Great value. Now available in store and online at Bingley. Better living every day. Two <laughs> steps, as Paula Abdul said, Rich, two steps forward. And two steps back, that quiz, Triple M Dead Set Legends. Oh, no. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Triple M Dead Set Legends, Richard and
5: Candace.
1: I say Richard's name first because this is his segment oh. uh, where he gives us a tip. Oh. By the way, this segment about as successful as Candace's quiz at the moment, Richard. Oh, now, no, come no, on. No, 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 no. Fruit
3: My season. quiz is successful. That's no, not successful. It's terrible. <laughs> all right, let's go. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to go to Randwick, of course, today mm-hmm. because it's Epsom Metropolitan Day. We're getting to the good races, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. And the Epsom, I'll go for the Epsom. It's one of my favorite races. Now, I've heard quite a bit of chatter around the Why do
1: you the... the hardest races well, anyway. no, it's not that... well,
3: theoretically, it's not that hard. Okay. But number three, Ellsberg, I heard his track work rider come off the track and say, never work better, boss, to Gerald Ryan, his trainer. So that's, I thought about that. And then Nimalee, I saw win very, very well at a last start. So I kind of liked her. Uh, fangirl. I think Wallers think it's about to come right. They've got out in the race. They've got Hinged, who's a favourite, or was the favourite, very close to. Well, that's five you've known. Yeah, it's a really tough race, but I'm going to go with number five, Ice Bath. Okay. Ridden right. by James McDonald. It's mm. it's easing. It's probably one of the favourites, but easing a little bit, but loves a wet track. And it's a heavy eight out there today, or it was this morning when they put up the rating. And I think uh, Ice Bath's been knocking on the door to win a big one, and this could be the race.
1: Okay, there we go. Uh, uh, what race again? Race eight? Race,
3: uh, race eight, the Epsom handicap. And we're going with number five, Ice Bar.
1: Good luck, everyone. Uh, second hour on the way. Triple M, Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candice Warner. The Triple M, Dead Set Legends. This man um, is going to lead the Socceroos to uh, Qatar uh, in the next few weeks. It's getting close to the World Cup. I mean, we're so, our heads are so much in Penrith and Parramatta and the Swans last week. It's going to be here soon. I mean, even tonight there's a big event. By the way, they've already sold eleven thousand tickets. The Australia Cup, what used to be the FFA Cup, and it's the perfect storm. It's what they dream of. You get the professional team, Macarthur FC, in this instance, against the second tier team. And I don't, I'm not being disrespectful, but Sydney United are a local team, and um, uh, they they the first team to make the semis, and they made it through to the final. So that's going to be fabulous tonight. Uh, the magic of the cup, as they call it. But we're here to talk roos. And finally, this man, he was there in 06 as Goose's caretaker, and he's done Asian cups, but now he gets to coach a World Cup. Graham Arnold, good morning
6: to
3: you. Can we put
6: that music back on? Yeah, yeah, I know.
3: <laughs> no, you love it. I love
5: it. Graham Richard
3: Friedman here. How are you? How Great are you, to talk Richard, with you. Your, your fifth straight, well, the team's fifth straight World Cup. Uh, being a yeah. Socceroos coach, must it would do my head in. I just don't know how you pull together a team of players from all disparate parts of the world and get them all on the same page for a tournament. Uh, Does it do your head in?
6: Uh, Look, I think uh, if you have a good seven days preparation, which we will, it's shorter than normal. Uh, Before a World Cup, it's normally three weeks. But, uh, you know, I think the boys have got used to what we've gone through over the last four years where... uh, you know, you, the boys are coming in the day before the game, and it's just you're really coaching by video, um, sending them uh, you know the opposition clips uh, before they get on a plane for them to look on, look at while they're flying uh, to the games. But uh, it is what it is, and uh, we don't want to use that as uh, any type of excuses. We, uh, you know, we've uh, obviously qualified, but still, as you said, it's the fifth in a row. We've only ever won two games at a World Cup in the history of the Socceroos, so uh, yes, it was an achievement to qualify, but I want more, and uh, I want to go there and really uh, put on a great performance.
4: Graham, how much of a relief was it for not just um, the players, but yourself when the boys qualified yeah. um, for this World Cup?
6: Yeah, look, Candace, it was uh, obviously a very, very tough program, you know, it's <clears throat> during COVID, the amount of sacrifices those players got, and it wasn't about me, it was about the players, and you know, and the, you know, the pressure they're getting from their clubs to not come and play for Australia and not travel during COVID internationally. The, the, you know, the, the, the fact that they had to be PCR tested. I reckon I got PCR tested about 120 times uh, during that uh, period. And, the, the, and just the stress of, you know, if you test positive, you've got to stay in that country for two weeks in a quarantine hotel and those type of things. So the, the boys sacrificed a lot and I was just so happy for them.
1: Now you, you said it's only seven days that between when you get them and when the tournament starts, but you did have a couple yeah. of warm-up wins against New Zealand. What did you like about it? What do you like about where we're at? And what what, what needs to be better?
6: Oh, I think uh, now, obviously, with the ball, we need to be better. I thought we were a bit sloppy, but uh, in the, in the two New Zealand games, New Zealand threw at us something different. And when I say that, they. Uh, they threw a physical performance at us, you know, much more physical than European football and and even here in the A League. So that was a good lesson to take for the boys. Um, you know, the you know the boys have to go back to their clubs now. Rich, I, I can't, you know, pick players that aren't playing. As, as I said, I can't, you know, they've got to be they've got to be 100% fit when they come in. They've got to be ready to go. I've got no time to get them fit. What we have a little bit of time to work on when we get over there is the tactical side of things and the game plan. But uh, on the fitness side of it, they've got to go back to their clubs and and be in great form and probably the fittest they've ever been and be ready for these these games with short turnarounds. Also, in between games, there's only only two days, so every third day you're playing. So it's a really condensed World Cup, and uh, you know it's going to be it's going to be a battle of uh, who's the fittest. You say over
3: the course of um, four World Cups, we've only won two matches. Does yeah. is there is there a temptation to say? To, to go and say I don't want to lose matches you know
6: I, I, it, no, that's that, no. it's not
3: in your thinking is it
6: no 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 we don't talk about losing <laughs> you know I felt I felt last World Cup and it's just my feeling I was there in Russia we went out trying not to lose mm. and I've never coached that way uh, you know you've got to go out and, and you know expect to win and and try to win and, and put that mindset into the players you know that uh, these are one off games and it's a great opportunity in life to fulfill your dreams and and the whole world's watching. What better, what better time to perform than it is at a World Cup? And our first game against France—they've just won the World. Uh, they won the last World Cup. They probably won't be looking at us. They'll be looking at the semi-finals and the final. It's a great opportunity for us to hit the ground running. And we've had the experience of playing World Cup qualifiers in Qatar. We've played five games there and we've won all five. Yeah. Uh, because when we couldn't get back into Australia to play our World Cup qualifiers, we played them in Qatar. So. We've we've had that experience of being there. We know what the culture's like in Qatar, the weather, all those type of things, and uh, the speed of the pitch, which is completely different to others. So, uh, you know, we've got that small advantage that we've been there, done it before.
4: At Eden Park on Sunday, we saw um Garancool become the youngest player to debut for the Socceroos since Harry Kewell. Do you think he's no. going to make a, um, you know, make this World Cup campaign?
6: Well, you know, it's... Uh, it, it, it's the kids only just started, Candice, and and he's got to get, you know, he's he's gone, in, gone and gone signed with Newcastle United in the Premier League, in the A League at Central Coast Mariners. He's come off the bench six times and probably played about, you know, 120 minutes overall. So it'll be, uh, he'll be, he'll come back after signing with Newcastle United. He'll play in the A League uh, to start off the season until January. So no doubt, all eyes will be on. Garang, but he's he's definitely got potential. He's got a lot of talent, but uh, as you know, it's only the first step is having talent.
1: Jeez, Ken, you had him on the back foot there. That was proper <laughs> yeah, journalism yeah. that you just produced on <laughs> Grave. Don't bring that to No, 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 you had him umming and ahhing. I mean, <laughs> no, honestly, Grave, we've got to let you go because um, you're a busy man. It is a very no exciting time, and I, it's so yeah. refreshing. Ange had that attitude about eight years ago. We lost all three games, but they were bloody great games, and we had some great yeah. moments, and it sounds like you're going, well, we're there to win. We're there to yeah. win. We're not there to play for nil nils. Good luck, so mate. It's,
6: it's, it's not the Australian way. Exactly. Uh, thanks, guys. Exactly. Thank Graham Arden.
1: Good man. And he's always been a friend of Triple M. Graham Arden. Money's we love great. him. Here. Um, now, junior footy. No competition until the age of thirteen. Oh boy! One triple three five three. Dead set legends.
0: If it happens on the field,
1: in the change rooms, hey,
0: or the car park. Hear about it here. Triple M's dead set Legends. Legend. Dan
1: Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. This is going to rock. No, I'm, It's certainly going to fire people up, I think. Uh, the Herald had this one last night. In fact, uh, Michael Chamis on Nine News revealing new rules regarding lack of competition in Junior Rugby League. It's the biggest shake-up to Junior Rugby League
4: for decades. The NRL... And the New South Wales Rugby League will phase out competitive football for children by 2026. It means that only teenagers will compete for competition points and for premierships. Now, it's sure to be met with plenty of angst, but officials insist they need to do what it takes to protect children from the pressures of friends and family. Now, the other part of this controversial shake-up is the decision to ban tackling for children until midway through the under sevens. And until that point... They'll play tag.
1: Okay, two things: the the kids not tackling until seven. I think we might be more okay with that one. Well, yep. yeah. Just by the by, though, why was it halfway through? Yeah, though no, like, I didn't get that either. You know, why? It, oh,
3: either I'm, seven or eight? But halfway guess, through seven
1: is this that that's going to end up being a phasing, so it'll end up being mm. then all moved to under eights, then halfway through under eights. So this, but the competition element, which always gets people fired up, one triple three five three. If you want to have your say. So right now it's uh, under nines, I think, is the first year of competition. So next year it'll go to under 10s, then under 11s, under 12s, and then under 13s by 2016. Gee, some of the best years of my limited sporting life were comp- under 10s cricket and under 12s cricket. That, that's yeah, unbelievable. Basically what, what they're competition?
3: Is there are no winners and losers. They don't keep score. Is that what they're saying? Is mm. this,
4: though, to quite – like, is it to – hush the parents, those over-competitive parents, is it for those is, is it for that? Because he said the pressures of friends and family But
3: but is it is it a football codes place to tell parents how they will bring up their children? You may not agree with how they bring them up, but isn't it their right to, you know
4: They do this in the netball, and I, we spoke about this earlier this year, about not scoring in, you know, junior sport um, But I can tell you that my kids who are six and eight, they can count and, 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 and they love winning and they, if they lose. I wonder where they got that from. No, but if they lose, but it's, what about at the school swimming carnival, at the school athletics carnival, when you get a ribbon, when you come first, you get a ribbon when you come fourth. I mean, I, I don't think the NRL need to do this and they've been doing it in New Zealand for a few years now. And, and kids are turning away from the sport. They're going to basketball. They're going to, to other sports. I get the tackling thing.
3: At that age, there can be some very big kids and some very yes, little yes. kids. And I get the tackling thing. I'm, I'm not against that. If they play tag, that's that's a good game anyway. Let's, let us them play that till they're seven or eight. I don't care. But, mm. but you know, life's about a, life is a competition. You are in competition every day of your life.
4: Yep.
1: Isn't the biggest problem with junior footy, apart from the nut job parents, is the fact that we have kids that develop quicker than others. I mean, it's no secret. Our Islander kids develop faster physically, but then you can't put them against the older uh, Anglo kids because they're they're not, they're, exactly, exactly. The scoring thing is
4: is wrong. It significantly undervalues building resilience. Like you said, um, losing is a part of life. You have to learn how to be a good loser, how to deal with losing.
3: Yeah, I think it, I think it
4: is and a also good thing how to, to learn be how a to good lose. winner. The
1: NRL I'm reading here this piece. The NRL's governing body has made the rule changes in a desperate attempt to break the stigma that junior rugby league ref- reflects the violence and brutality of the senior game. Really? Uh, Through the,
4: keeping score? Do
1: people really have that and they, maybe they do. Is there a stigma that kiddie football is as violent and as
3: brutal as as NRL?
4: It's still going to be played the same if there's no score.
3: Yeah, you're not going to stop kids from no. being competitive. That's the bottom line. Absolutely. You cannot keep score, but they're still going to be competitive. And don't tell me that the nut job
1: parent is going to say, why isn't my little Johnny getting the ball? They're, still going, they're not going to that's change.
3: Right. No. We need a, that's a cultural change is beyond the code to control, I think. Do we think it gets there? Under-13s, that's a massive
1: uh, call. Under-13s. I mean, they're playing rep footy only, you know, a couple of years
4: later. You've got some people in the Olympics who are 14 years of age. Try telling them that – There was a
3: bit of a think over that with the skating at the last Olympics.
4: (laughs) Yeah, but that was slightly different. Yeah.
1: Anyway, all right. So, okay. So, we all hate the non-competition policy, but we're okay with the just – leave him away from tackling for a little longer. Yeah. Okay. All right, this is the Dead Set Legends. Hey, by the way, Penrith and Parramatta fans, if you're going to the game, we're replaying the game after our call tomorrow night. So when you're in the car at P1 and you're stuck, or P3 or P5, make sure it's on Triple M, especially if your team wins, and we're going to replay the game uh, after our broadcast ends. Triple M, this is the Dead Set.
0: Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner.
1: If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports Update. Right, well Liv, golf finally has a television deal, but there is a catch. The um, Shark Saudi League has reportedly locked in a deal to have their tournament shown on Fox Sports in the States. Sounds great, doesn't it? Liv has to pay Fox to get it on air. <laughs> That's how desperate they <laughs> ah, are. Well,
3: you know, they got the money.
1: They're paying everybody. But right.
4: they, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Racing does that, doesn't it? Not, not car, carnival
3: and cox play. No, there's certain amounts of racing that is, yeah. they do pay to have on, but they make it back in betting turnover. Oh, I, exactly I don't know how right. live Golf's going to get
1: it. And, and
4: sponsorships and, and all that that's kind of right. stuff. Yep.
1: What is the most expensive drop catch in sports history? Well, you know, we might, have, whatever it is, Herschel Gibbs, but how much money did that cost? Because we might have a serious contender here. Um, Yankees baseball, Aaron Judge. This week hit his 61st home run of the season, a very significant number. He equals a long-standing American League record. It was in Toronto. Two fans are wearing gloves, were in prime position to catch it, neither could take it. The ball has already been valued, which was handed back to Judge because it just fell in the bleach, in the uh, bullpen. The value of the ball, $1 million American. No
4: way. Wow. Know, Who's paying that? You
1: know what they do? It's insane. No one's paying they that. Do. Uh, now we might have Jimmy Barnes tomorrow night at the NRL Grand Final. By the way, we're taking Barnesy all of it live. I don't know what Nine's doing. I don't know what the other radio stations doing, but we're taking all. I think he goes for about fifteen
3: minutes. He, he's got a he's got some good shoes to fill. So
1: Ro- if it's Robbie only fifteen Williams.
4: minutes, what kind of what like which songs do you choose?
1: Well, lay down your guns and surrender. Well, you got to. He's going to do with. the hits. Yeah. Oh, and they're a very good point you brought up because Robbie Williams, everyone's raving. Oh, it's the greatest show ever. It was great. L- little. Yes, but what about the
3: middle song? Well, he, he apologised about- for it. He said, oh, I'm going to do a new song. And then when he said, a, now back to the hits. A BS apology. Do you know
4: what I found funny? That the, the best moment was when he was singing You're the Voice. So not even one of his songs.
3: Yeah. No, yeah. the best moment was when he came out and said, my name's Robbie Williams, and for the next 30 minutes, I'll be awesome. <laughs> I love
1: that. He does know how to <laughs> get the crowd in the palm of his head. And at the behest of Candace, it's <laughs> time for our weekly boxing story. The... I love boxing, but can we just only start talking about fights that are actually happening? Well, we do have that. Cambosis
4: is fighting again soon.
1: That's fine. We'll talk. We love George. We should get him on, actually. Yeah. But Fury Joshua, which you were raving about last week, the the Pommy heavyweights, it's not happening now. Well,
4: at this stage, no. So Anthony Joshua has had all these um, – he just won't sign the contract. And, um, Tyson Fury has just come out on Instagram and and just basically said, mate, you are having a laugh. I've, I've, I've given you everything that you want. You can co-promote this. Um, but he just will not sign the contract. So they gave him an extra few days, but, um, wait and see. I don't think it's going to happen. That's it.
1: New rule on the legends. We don't talk about fights until they're actually signed and locked away. Okay, that's it. No more. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, uh, Just before we head to a a break here, it is time for this. We've been there for it all.
0: Four and 20, Australia's original fan food. We're underway. Now, the Dead Set Legends Play of the Week.
4: Three votes, which means he is your 2022 Dahlia medalist, Nico Hines. Yes,
1: indeed, Nico Hines. Look, there's a Dahlia medal winner every year, obviously, but this is a great story. And he was very eloquent and honest about his upbringing and the troubles that he's had with his mum. And he's uh, he's very good about her and his dad as well. Um, Beautiful speech. Good bloke, Nico Hines. Record score? Yeah, record Mm. score. He did it easily. I thought Ben Hunt was going to win. He didn't... He was... I think he finished five or six it was off the interesting,
4: pace. We had him on earlier this year, um, the day after, I think, the Sharks lost to St. George, and I remember him being really quite down at that time and and, right. and seemed um, really subdued about it, and it really got to him. And it was interesting in his um, acceptance speech how he said he'd hired a um, you know a, a guy to help with his mental preparation and and everything. So um, what an incredible achievement.
1: All right, Dead said Legends, Triple M. Oh, no. Ganaine, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead
0: said Legends. Rusty's motorsport update for Bendix. Bendix
1: Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. This time next week, this man will be on the mountain. It's next week, isn't it, Rusty? Sure is. Yeah. Big weekend coming up. It's one of the great grand final this week. Bathurst next week. There's nothing better. And and he's on the line as usual for the Rusty's Garage podcast, which you can get for free on the listener app. Rusty's as say, good morning. Mathematically, uh, Max Verstappen can wrap... I'm
3: sorry, Richard. Rich... Okay, Rich wants to do... All right, you talk about the F1, Rich. Well, Verstappen can wrap it up, right? He's, he can Mathematically, it can be done this weekend, but it's probably not going to happen. Is it, Rusty?
2: No, that, that's Max's um, thoughts exactly, Richard. So I'm actually talking to you guys from Singapore for Ooh. the Grand Prix this weekend, and uh, the scrum of media waiting to talk to him Uh, last night was absolutely Mm. huge. So he says, slim chance. The slide rule, if you run it over it, says he's got to win the race. He's got to hope that Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari finishes second a seventh rather or worse, and that his own teammate, Sergio Perez, does not finish on the podium. So I think Carlos has to, to fall his way. Friday practice under lights, he was unreal, guys. So Lewis Hamilton was on top in session one. A bit of confidence in that uh, that Mercedes team and Ferrari's one and two in the second session with Carlos Sainz on top.
3: Just on Perez, he had the most inauspicious start to F1. Has oh, he got some respect good back word. now
2: uh, at Rebel, He certainly does. Yes. Yeah. So he won the Monaco GP this year. So one of the you know, the, as you know, Rich, one of the biggest races on the calendar uh, to win. They feel like he's a perfect complement to Max. Um, he had to work, you know awkwardly hard in his career in Formula One to get that breakthrough win to, you know, there was no certainty that he would even stay in the sport. And, and he treats, I think, every race and, and every opportunity with them like that.
4: Rusty, across the ditch, Shane Van Gisbergen is tackling the World Rally Championship event in New Zealand. Uh, so the final test for Bathurst for his car was left up to his teammate, Garth Tander.
2: And, Candice, what a, a set of hands, what a what a person to lead that job to. So Garth kind of joked uh, about Shane being called a Finnish rally name. He calls his teammate now Juha Van Gisbergen. So, <laughs> Shane's doing a good job over there. He's running 11th at the moment, which is amazing when you consider that it's his first time up against the world's best and he's only 30 seconds off maybe getting a top 10 spot. So that's pretty impressive. Um, Garth talked up a heap of laps uh, at Queensland Raceway in Shane's absence while he's doing it, that WRC drive, and that's super for Garth. He's a many-time Bathurst winner. They're a, a great combo together, and with all those laps under the belt, um, for Garth heading to the mountain, I reckon they're in really good shape from a, um, you know a, a almost short-price favourite sort of status.
1: And we touched on Bathurst, but you've got Philip Island coming up, the Australian Grand Prix MotoGP coming up, and our man Jack Miller's in a bit of form.
2: Yep, a huge weekend for him in Japan, surprised himself even, Dan, he didn't think that he would do that, and he did it in dominant fashion, so at one point, the lead, I think, was something like 5.4 seconds, so pretty special place um, to win, uh, and as you say, great form going into Phillip Island before he leaves Ducati, but ironically, the rider that finished second in that race will beat his teammate next year, so hopefully that's the when he switched to for the KTM team next year. Beautiful <laughs>
1: stuff, Rusty. Enjoy Singapore. Bendix breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. Uh, Triple M. This is the Dead Set Legends.
2: Dan Ganane, Richard
0: Friedman, and Candice Warner. The Triple M Dead Set Legends.
1: All right, we're done for another week. Hey, you've got a new host uh, for the next three weeks. I'm off on a little holiday. Who's going to host? I don't know. I assumed it was Maroon, but apparently he's not available either. So maybe Candice or Rich. maybe Richard, you could host.
3: Oh, no. no. My hosting days are over. It was it was chaos the if last time hosting, I he's hosting, I'm not here. Is it?
1: I, oh, geez. Okay. He no, can't even just tip chaos. us a winner. Imagine oh, him hosting.
3: On, come on. on. We I we... don't run the worst quiz in radio. history.
4: It's not the worst quiz. We can't quiz.
1: all be divas. Say, all right. I've got that covered.
4: I was stopped during the week, actually, about my quiz, how much people love it. No, you weren't. No, I was. No. No, 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 no I definitely no, was. This is you not
1: weren't. true. It's true. No, you weren't. You're a terrible liar. I was. I was. was. I'll tell the Daily Mail then, Candice. Oh, maybe
4: I will. and Maybe I will. What about... (sighs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I ended. I ended. It, I had a day in Candice World yesterday. I got clickbaited. I got clickbaited for a company I've worked for for 10 years, Sportsbet. They clickbaited me. It's unbelievable. That, that's not a
3: good sign. That usually means you get in the no. buzz.
1: Well, I kept saying it's probably my last podcast, so yeah. they absolutely a screwed a, that, me. They basil brushed you. There's a thing they put up that I say that Penrith are whingers. I love the Penrith Club. You did now, say that. Now, their management though. has had a couple of whingers. But what a way to say farewell to that company. Yeah. Anyway,
3: Richard, your list of grievances, yeah. please. See, this is a this this is in the same genre as my grievance. Right? Mm. You know how I'm sort of you know down with the modern vernacular. Oh, you know, I his, I wouldn't say hang that. Hang what words have you used today? Vernacular, genre. What was the <laughs> word he used with Rusty?
1: It was. you It was. Have you been watching The Crown? <laughs> I thought my vocab was good, and then I watched The Crown, and how <laughs> <laughs> vocab is terrible. Anyway, go on. Do
3: you ever hear sports people who tell you how tough they've done it to get where they are? This is virtue signalling. That's what it is. It's (laughs) virtue signalling. Because these are people who have been mollycoddled, usually, from their teenage years, with government taxpayer funding, right? Oh, I had a bad knee for two years. Yeah, yeah, the taxpayer paid for all your rehab. They haven't had it hard. (laughs) <laughs> they're just totally in a bubble. They've got no clue what the rest of the world out there is doing. What about people who've got sick kids and they're trying to work two jobs out in the suburbs? What about them? They're doing it hard. These people who are <laughs> virtue signaling are not doing it hard. They're just having a little bit of a tough time. Oh, well,
4: boom. well, That done. is actually well done. outstanding by you today.
1: Well done. Thank uh, you. I, we got to go. There's still the all-time top seed Richards list of grievance. Let's say the, that for the last the show. they got
3: barred. You just want me off the show. No, <laughs> you know,
1: we'll you the now know show. that will get Let's me off the show. Let's go out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> uh, coming up next, I see over there Craig Gower. Gowie. The great panther. The last panther. Well, not the last panther's winning captain until no. last year he was. But he's there. I can see he Dave Riccio and
3: Woodsy. He got clickbaited during the week, Gowie. What did he do? Oh, he said something was very benign about, you know, Graham Annesley had told him something and that. You know, Gower blows up all over the oh, yeah. line. So, what about someone breaks their silence? silence. Yeah, that's my that's favourite.
1: Just... Anyway, that's it. we got to go. They're waiting for us. See you tomorrow, uh, 1 o'clock. We're on air, Triple M. 6 o'clock is when the main coverage starts. But enjoy your grand final.
0: Making a racket. Little tennis joke there.
5: You are the worst umpire that I've ever seen in my life.
0: Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganae, Richard it. Friedman, and Candace Warner.